It is our privilege today to have the message brought by our associate minister, Reverend Dr. Lisa Autar. We love her. We appreciate her so deeply, and we're so delighted to have the Christmas message brought by her. Give her a welcome, would you? <clears throat> Amen. Thank you, Pastor Amen. Nick. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Nick. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas to each one of you. I hope that you're having a wonderful Christmas so far, and we're glad that you are in the house of the Lord. And what better place to be than in the house of the Lord? As we celebrate the birth of our King, we celebrate the birth of our Savior, and so indeed we are here to worship Him. Well, two little boys were sleeping over at their grandmother's house when it was time for them to go to bed. Well, as usual, they knelt down to pray, and Christmas time was quickly approaching. So, the first older brother said his prayers, then it was time for the, the younger brother to say his prayers. In his prayers, he started thanking God for his family, thanking God for the health, thanking for the food that he had. And then he started to scream, God, I really want a scooter. God, I really want a Spider-Man action figure. God, I really want this and that. So his older brother gave him a nudge and said, why are you screaming? God's not deaf. The younger brother quickly responded, well, grandma is. <laughs> well, we know that Santa Claus doesn't exist, but a little boy on Christmas morning opened all his presents quickly, and he saw that Santa Claus had given him everything that he wanted. But he started to look a little sad, and his parents said, but I, I thought you got everything that you wanted. He says, well, yes, Santa brought me everything, but I was kind of hoping that you and Dad would give me something. <laughs> if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 2. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, starting from verse 1, as we read about the visit of the Magi. Matthew, chapter 2. And if you are able to, would you stand with me as we read the Word of God together? After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel." 
Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, on this Christmas Day, we indeed come to celebrate your birth. We come, Lord, to worship you, and we thank you, Father, indeed, that you came. And so, Lord, open up our minds and our hearts to your word and what you want to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. We see here in this passage that the Magi came to worship Jesus. The Magi were in Persia, what the Levites basically were in Israel. They were men of holiness and men of wisdom. They were men who were skilled in philosophy, medicine, and natural science. And in this passage, after the birth of Jesus, they came to seek after him. They came to worship him. They came from the east to Jerusalem. The Magi are also referred to as wise men, and they're also referred to as kings. And so the title of my message this morning is, Be Like the Wise Men. And there are different ways and different things that we can learn from the wise men for us to be like. And so first of all, we can be like the wise men and make it a priority to worship Jesus. The wise men made it a priority to worship Jesus. And the fact that you are here this morning is showing that you are making it a priority to be here to worship Jesus. Congratulations to you to be here to worship Jesus. It says that after he was born, they went and they came from the east to Jerusalem and they asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. They came to worship Jesus. They didn't come to get something from him. They didn't come for, to ask him to do something for them. They came specifically to worship him. And our desire is that we would come together as the body of Christ to worship our king, to worship him for who he is. The wise men made it their top priority, their mission to come and to worship Jesus. You see, Jesus' birth was prophesied years before. And when they saw the star, they sought him out, the Messiah, the Savior, the one who had been promised. They came to worship him. And we worship God in different ways. And the fact that we, we gather together as a church, we're worshiping God right now. We worship God by singing, by praising him, by praying, by reading his word. But you know that our worship goes far beyond 
what we do when we come into this building called church. Our worship goes far beyond just our singing and our praising and coming and kneeling at the altar. Our worship is a life that we choose to live, a life completely abandoned to God and said, take my life and let it be consecrated, God, to thee. In everything that we do, we have the ability to worship God through the words that we speak, through our actions and how we treat other people, through the place places that we choose to go and the music and the movies that we listen to. In everything, we worship God. And we can continue to strive this new year to worship God. And there are so many different ways that we can. I mentioned a few, singing and praising, praying, reading the word, the way that we speak, the places we choose to go, the lifestyle we live, our actions, our volunteer ministries, we worship God. Through our tithing and financial giving, we worship God. There are so many ways, but may we make it a top priority to come and to worship our king. In everything that we do, it can be worship. Understand this. The wise men came from the east to worship Jesus. It wasn't around the corner. It wasn't a five-minute car ride. It wasn't even a half-an-hour walk. They came from Afar. And when it says afar, it is far. And what the wise men had to go through was not easy. They had to go through maybe weeks or months of traveling. They had to go through dangerous situations and heat and, and possible thieves and wild animals. They had to go through so much, but yet that did not stop them from making it a priority to worship God. Do we give God the priority that he deserves? It wasn't convenient for them, yet they did it. And in the society we live in, the truth is we like convenience when it's convenient for us. But you know, sometimes worshiping God will not be convenient, but choose to worship him anyways. On Sunday mornings when you wake up and you're just, you feel so tired that you just want to go back to bed and it's not convenient, choose to get up and go and worship God instead. When you want to read your Bible and, and open up and spend time with God, but you know you're watching the time and your favorite television show is on, it's not convenient right now to spend time with God, but give him the top priority and worship him anyways. When you know that you should be giving your 10% tithe and maybe above and beyond that, but you see that new purse or that new pair of shoes and you just think, oh, it's not convenient for me to give that month. Make it a priority and give to God. Giving is a form of worship too. You see, there are many times when worshiping God is not convenient, but he deserves our worship. The wise men went out of their way to worship Christ. They went out of their way. Why? Why did they go out of their way to worship this Messiah? They went out of their way because they understood that not, just, not only would Jesus just become king one day. Listen to this. He not only would just become king one day, but he was born a king. 
He was born king of the Jews, they said. Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and he deserves all of our worship. This year, may we make it a top priority to worship Jesus. Like the wise men, may we also seek the Lord first above all else. May we seek him first above all else. The wise men sought after Jesus. They followed this star and they were on a mission, on a journey to look for him. They were seeking the Lord. And in this day and age, there are so many people who are quick to seek after everything else. And then if that doesn't work out, turn to God and hope that he answers their prayer. There are many times where we seek after, and we may be guilty of that, even if we have good intentions, of seeking after other things. We may seek after money or career. We may seek after fame and family and friends or sinful pleasures or worldly riches. Whatever it may be, God wants us to seek him first to put him first. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. What that is saying is that when we put God first, when we make him the priority in our life and we look to him, then everything else that we need and everything else that we desire will fall into place and he will take care of. Another author said it this way. He said, when we take care of God's business, God takes care of ours. When we take care of God's business, God will take care of ours. When we don't understand how things will work out, when we're not sure what to do or who to turn to or what to say, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added onto you. Seek him first. So what is it this year? What is it now that you need to seek the Lord for? To go to him, to run to him, to spend time with him for? Well, maybe it could be this year for health and for healing. Maybe you're struggling with a health need or an illness and you just need to seek God and ask him to bring about healing. Ask him to heal you or a family member or a loved one. Ask him to help you in that way. Maybe you need to seek God for direction in a major decision in your life that you need to make. Maybe it's for the right husband or wife for you. Maybe it's to grow more spiritually and study God's word and seek him to help understand what his word is saying to you. Maybe you need to seek him for a career path or a specific job. Maybe you need to seek him for a son or a daughter, a grandchild or family member who has gone astray and you need to bring them back to the Lord. Maybe you need to seek him to have victory over an addiction or temptation in your life. Maybe it's to restore or mend a relationship with a family member or friend. Maybe you need to seek God for his will for your life. Whatever it may be, he tells us, to seek him first. Whatever it may be that we need in life, go to God first, make him that priority, and know that he cares and that he is more than able. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. 
seek his face continually. That doesn't mean just seek him when you need him. It doesn't mean just once a month or once a year or a couple times a year. It says seek his face continually on a daily basis. Regularly seek the Lord. Spend time with him. Draw strength. He will give us the strength to go on. He will give us the answers that we need. He will give us what we need to spend the time with him and to seek him in order to get it. No matter what you're seeking the Lord for, remember that he tells us, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. The wise men sought after Jesus and they found him. What are you seeking Jesus for? And maybe you're seeking out Jesus and wanting to know if he's the real deal. Wanting to know who is this Jesus? Who is this King? Who is this Messiah? I encourage you to seek him and you will find him. To seek him and you will see that indeed he is who he says he is. He is the beginning and the end, the author and finisher of our faith. He is everything that we could ever need in this life and way more than we could ever imagine. Like the wise men, may we also choose to give the Lord our very best. Give the Lord your very best. Upon them coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened up their gifts and their treasures, and they presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. They came giving Jesus their very best. They came bringing these gifts for him, presenting them to him, wanting to worship him through these gifts. There were three boys who were chosen for a Sunday play at their church. Well, one of the boys, last minute, was sick, and so they needed to get someone to fill in. So the Sunday school teacher was all frantic and was trying to get the boys to remember their lines, and the newest addition, who they just called that Sunday morning, said, I got this. I know what I have to say. So she said, okay, it's, it's really simple. So the three boys who were the wise men, their turn came. And so at that time, the first boy steps forward and he presents to baby Jesus and he says, gold. The second boy steps forward and he says, myrrh. And the last boy, the newest addition, steps forward and he says, here, Frank sent this. <laughs> <laughs> The wise men not only sought after Jesus, they not only went out of their way, but they came and they brought the Lord their very best. The wise men came with three gifts. And so many people assume, we're not told in scripture how many wise men specifically, but it's assumed that there were three because of the three gifts that were presented to Jesus. And the gifts are actually very significant in this. Well, the first gift was given the gift of gold. Gold is the gift of a king. Jesus, the man born to be a king, but was to reign not only by 
not by force, but by love. He was to rule over human hearts, not from a throne, but from a cross. Gold is the gift of a king. The next gift, frankincense, is the gift for a priest. Frankincense in the temple was used for the temple sacrifices. The sweet perfume of fragrance was used. The function of a priest was to open up the way for God and and women and men for whoever it was to come to God. That was the role for a priest, to open up the way for mankind to be able to have access to God. And this is what Jesus did. He opened the way to God. He made it possible for us to enter into the very presence of God. The third gift, the gift of myrrh, is the gift of one who is to die. The gift of one who is to die. Myrrh was used to embalm the bodies of the dead. Jesus came into the world to die. That was his mission. He came so that we could be saved. These were the gift from the wise men. And it is by no coincidence that they gave Jesus these gifts. But from the very beginning, by them presenting to that baby Jesus in the cradle... They foretold what was to come, that Jesus would be the true king, that he would be that pure priest to give us access to God, and that he would die to save us from our sins. From the very beginning, they foretold what was to happen and what was to come. How can we give the Lord our very best? How can we give the Lord the very best in life that we have? Well, in different ways, but we can give him the beginning of our day. I know that mornings for people are very hectic, but may we give Jesus the beginning of our day and spend some time with him, pray and seek him and ask him for guidance throughout the day. That first part of our day, may we commit it to him and give him that very best before we worry about doing everything else. Give him that first part of your day. May you give him not only your 10% tithe, but go above and beyond that. Give him your very best. You and I have the opportunity to give to Jesus. We have the opportunity to give to our local church to continue to worship him, to carry out his ministry, to carry out the work of God. And we can do that in different ways. We have uh, our mortgage fund pledge, our monthly mortgage where we can make a donation every month to help pay the mortgage here on this building. You can give tithes and offerings. We can give to our missions fund. There are so many different ways that we can give financially. Give the Lord your very best. We can give him our time and our talents. We can give him our heart and our life. And above all else, That's what he wants. He wants a heart. He wants a life that is surrendered completely to him. You see, in God sending Jesus to us, he gave us his very best. In God sending Jesus to us, he held nothing back but gave us his very best. Are you willing to give him your very best? Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died 
for us. Before we even acknowledged him as Savior and Lord, he gave us his very best. Are you giving him your very best? This year, may we strive to do that. And finally, like the wise men, may we be open and obedient when the Lord speaks to us. The wise men in a dream having been warned not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. The Lord spoke to the wise men and helped them to realize that they should not go back to Herod and tell Herod where the baby was found. And we don't know all the details of what God said to them. We don't know all the details of how that transpired and and what exactly happened. But it tells us that they were warned in a dream. So the bottom line was God spoke to them and they listened. They were open to hearing from the Lord. He spoke to them and they were obedient in doing what he had told them to do. You see, the Lord uses different ways to speak to us for different purposes, for different reasons. And in this new year, may we be open and may we be obedient to the Lord when he speaks. And it can be in many different ways that the Lord chooses to speak to us. And we know sometimes when we read the Bible, it seems like, well, God is speaking to that person in a clear, audible voice. And very rarely does that happen today. Not saying it can't, but very rarely. But God still speaks in different ways. God can speak to us through a sermon. He can speak to us through scripture. He can speak to us through a person that we trust, a family member or friend. He can speak to us through a song. He can speak to us in the spirit when we spend time with him. He can speak to us through a dream like he did with the wise men. He can speak in many different ways. But are we open to hearing from the Lord? And may we be obedient when he does speak to respond and to help. And maybe the Lord is speaking to you and asking you to do something new this year. Maybe he's speaking to you. Will you be obedient? Maybe he's asking you to volunteer in a particular ministry. Maybe he's asking you to use your gifts and your talents. In your bulletins that you received last night and this morning for those of you who came this morning, there are many different ways that you can volunteer and there are some. We need nursery helpers. We need people to help take care of our babies and toddlers. You can use your talent. You can use your gift of, you know, nurturing and helping and knowing how to take care of a child in doing that. We need adults to help with our children's church on Sunday mornings. You can help by doing that. Will you be obedient when the Lord leads you to do that? Maybe the Lord is leading you to join a Bible study or a small group. Maybe the Lord is leading you to mentor a certain child who has only one parent or a teenager who has seemed to gone astray. Maybe the Lord is uh, is leading you to give to a needy family when you know there is a need there. Maybe he's leading you to befriend a newcomer to Canada or to respond to a call to ministry, whether it be a pastor, evangelist, or missionary. Whatever it is that the Lord may be leading you to do or speaking to you about, may you be open and may we be obedient as he speaks to us, whatever it may be. This year... May we be like the wise men, and may we make a top priority 
to worship Jesus. May we seek the Lord first above all else. May we give the Lord our very best and may we be open and obedient when the Lord speaks to us. You see, Christmas, although the presents are nice, the food, the family get-togethers and everything, may we remember that there is no Christmas without Christ. He is the center and today we celebrate him and we will continue to celebrate him every day because he deserves all of our worship. Jesus came not to a throne, but to a major. He lived not as a king, but as a servant. He chose not a kingdom, but a cross. He gave not just a little, but everything. Let us pray. Father, indeed, we thank you on this Christmas day that we celebrate the birth of your son. We thank you, God, that you came, you stepped out of glory into darkness, and you came to walk among us, to identify with suffering, to identify with pain, to identify with temptation and hunger and all of the things that we experience. And we thank you, God, that we serve a God who understands what we go through. We serve a God who is able to do something about our needs. And so, Lord, today, we make you a top priority in our lives, and we pray that you would continue to help us every day of our lives to put you first, to seek you, O oh God, to give you our very best, to hear when you speak and when you call. And we pray, Father, that indeed you would continue to lead, guide, and direct us. May your blessing rest upon each individual, each family, each need, O oh God, that is present. We commit it into your hands, and we pray that you would have your way, and that indeed, Lord, you would help. So we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. Indeed, you deserve to be worshipped. From everlasting to everlasting, you will always be. In the powerful name of your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.